and welcome back to the Watchlist Burn Book. Hey, hey. Um, today we have our producer Kaya joining us for this episode. Woo! Hello. <laughs> and this, oh god, I'm so excited about this one. Today we are talking about Forever Strong, um, the rugby movie of the century also the only <laughs> rugby movie i've ever seen that's so not true handsome devil is right there oh i have oh right i <gasps> forgot about oh yes. oh that very gay movie oh how <laughs> could we forget uh. Ooh, um the second greatest rugby movie of all time <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure a bunch of people are wondering, what is this movie? Why the hell are y'all covering it? And boy, do we have a story. So once upon a time, in my original good Christian home, uh, I was forced to watch this movie by my mother. And um, because I grew up with a a strong love for teen angst and sports <laughs> movies, I was absolutely thrilled to see a combination of my favorite two things in one less than two hour movie. Oh. So um, as is the custom, when I have things that I like that I know other people will like, but they don't think that they'll like it, I make them watch <laughs> it anyway. <laughs> um. And I tried to get Ebby and Jaggy to watch Forever Strong, like, a few times. And there were no takers any of those times. So knowing that Jackie will watch any movie put in front of her, I one day just put it on while she was sitting there. And Ebby couldn't leave because she was eating food at the counter where I put the movie on. So she just sat there and watched it. And then... Our lives were forever changed <laughs> um, and forever strong. <laughs> Kia kaha. Kia kaha. <laughs> <laughs> it truly was an experience uh, to watch this without knowing anything at all. Like, I, I don't even think... Did you tell us it was a rugby movie? I can't remember. You know... I don't know because you guys don't love football. Yeah. So I might have just withheld the sports part. I can't remember. <laughs> no, you like labeled it as a sports movie, and I never like sports movies, which is why I was never a taker. <laughs> um, if you had advertised it as a rugby movie, I would have absolutely been there <laughs> because rugby is great. It is good. Honestly, I don't even know what would have got me. I think the way that you the way that you did it is the best way to get yeah. me to watch anything. Entrapment. <laughs> yeah, because uh -huh. I gotta watch something while I eat. Um, <laughs> True. And and you do that, which I don't. I'm not mad at all. Was I mad while watching? Yes, but not be at you. Um, this movie makes you feel a lot of things, like. You go through all five stages of grief, literally. Um, there's some anger. There's just, oh my God, my heart is going to burst. I love these people so much. Ooh, I hate that bitch. Like, it's it's a great time. 
who is that bitch in this scenario? Is it Penn Badgley? I have to know. It is Penn Badgley. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't hate Penn Badgley. I love Penn Badgley. But in this movie, oh my god. Terrible. Like, oh, Lars, why is your name Lars? I mean, we'll get to we'll get to the the ways that Penn Badgley was wronged in this film, um, but he really he did that. If he made me hate him, he did that. <laughs> or maybe he didn't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you can't tell, this is a film that we all love very much. And um, Evie and Jackie are still friends with me. So forcing them to watch this movie obviously wasn't the worst thing I've ever done. Oh, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not even close. This is easily one of the best things you've done. Yeah, really. (laughs) This is a a friendship strengthener for sure. And now our friendship is forever strong. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) Okay, so as usual, we are going to kick this off with... um, I don't know. I, I personally like this segment. The people who were wronged. Oh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> um, and we've got we've got a solid contender at the top of our list today, um, who is Kurt, um, the love of all of our lives, easily, who Truly. was Yeah, who was taken too early from us and by too early i mean only 40 minutes into the movie (laughs) (laughs) and we still have almost an hour left (laughs) he was murdered oh he's also this is important the only black person with speaking lines um in the whole movie well actually no on the rugby team that is because there is that black family uh, what black family? The the black people that he's helping that he gets killed. Oh. <laughs> Fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the only black person we see in multiple scenes with lines is the one that we have to watch die. Um brutally too. Brutally in a brutally. Really, really bad car accident. That they showed us. They didn't even pretend to not show us. Like, you saw the setup, you saw the other car coming, you saw, you actually saw the person in the other car drinking, like, they made sure to shoot to that, and then all of the chaotic swerving, it was just a lot. Jackie and I cried uh, the first time. (laughs) Kai was already prepared. (laughs) I forgot he died, though. Oh, yeah, you did! You were, like, shook all over again. (laughs) I was. And then I like kind of felt bad because you guys were crying and I hadn't told you because I forgot. I mean, in your defense, like we are really blindsided by it in the movie. Yeah. There's no reason for it. Uh, Rick, the lead, is like finally starting to be a person and bond with these people on the opposite rugby team. Like life is good. And then Kurt is ripped from us. 
it's just it's unnecessary it's also the second car accident of the movie like we already got one we didn't need to (laughs) yeah this film may or may not just be like a a drunk driving psa oh it absolutely is it definitely is for teens it's a very effective one Mm -hmm. oh yeah if i had seen this when it actually came out I mean, I was not, I didn't drink until college anyway, but like, I definitely would have been like, oh no, I'm not, uh uh-uh. Because I could not even hurt myself, but like one of my friends could get hurt. Like it's, it was, it's not like so over the head where you're like, this is annoying, but you know, the message is there. (laughs) I just don't think Kurt needed to be used there were so, and I don't, I hate to say this, there were so many people on that rugby team that could have died that weren't him. Rugby. <laughs> 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 but we'll come back to that. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's just, you know, he had to be just like, was he a captain? Was Kurt a captain? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like he had to be the captain, the nice guy, the one that Rick like breaks Rick out of his shell, mm-hmm. like the guy who's obviously responsible for team morale. Like that's the guy that we have to lose. Like yes, movie logic, I understand, but no, it was pain. Speaking of pain, Ugh. imagine being married to a man. Oh my god. Uh- <laughs> Especially Richard Seymour Penning Sr. <laughs> like the biggest source of daddy issues in this movie. Like, <laughs> it's also a daddy issues propaganda film. Low key, low key, high key. <laughs> you got drunk driving, daddy issues, and Mormons. What more could you want? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted rick's parents like i did not i did not want him to have to go through his parents getting a divorce but like i wanted his mother away from that man so many times i just never understood how she and him got together i don't know how they got married because like his trauma like (laughs) his trauma started like day one he came into the world so like she (laughs) like she had to have been there like through all of that so I guess I understandably that would be a reason why they got married but I she had to be the rock of that family and like Mm -hmm. fix everybody's problems and she she didn't deserve that I wonder if they were supposed to be like high school sweethearts or something he was in juvie in high school the dad? Yes, yeah. that's why he was on the Highland rugby team. Oh my mm-hmm. god! Why didn't I connect that? Why did I just think he just played for Highland like he went to Highland? Mm-mm. Wow. Whoa, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go back and watch it again. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh my god, that makes a lot of sense then. Yeah, I don't know where she came from. Maybe, I don't know, like, did he find her after the accident? Well, that would make it so unbelievable because 
were assuming that the accident was the cause of a lot of his bitterness. Mm -hmm. And at that point, who's trying to wife him then? Yeah. True. She had to have been there since day one, which is wild. I mean, if she's a ride or die through all of that, like, good for her. But <laughs> no, be bad for her. <laughs> Very bad for her. Uh-huh. Just, he didn't even, like, like, yeah, he was a shit dad, but he also just, like, was not even a good partner. Like, he never listened to anything that she said. Like, maybe one time he did, and that was her using his own words against him. Um, like, she's like, please, be a parent. And he's like, no. Rugby. That's the whole movie. <laughs> I just, he didn't even show up to the court date. Like, this woman is single parenting in a marriage and also low-key parenting her husband. Like, you, mm-hmm. she doesn't get a break. Mm-mm. I couldn't, mm-mm. I couldn't, I feel very bad for Rick. Yeah, just that whole home situation is, like, not, not a move. Like, the home situation, his whole, like, school situation, and his group of friends are also, like, a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh. yeah, it's fake people from all sides, and Penn Badgley with a terrible haircut and beard. <laughs> <sighs> he came like fresh off the set of Gossip Girl, <laughs> <laughs> and then they made him look horrible. <laughs> like, why did he need that like weird half goatee? What was the reason? Who in high school even has that? I mean, I don't know. I think it's on brand for someone in high school because you're trying to grow something and then it just doesn't look right. (laughs) And plus, he just looks kind of slimy. So, like, I guess costuming did their job, but he still looks Uh really bad. (laughs) I just feel like they just they went a little too overboard on the villain aesthetic. You know, like you you open the movie and you're like, ah, yes, this is the bad guy. And you just look at him and you can tell. And I just I wanted I wanted a little better for him. Because mm-hmm. it's not like his hair was that great in Gossip Girl either, but it, it was not that. <laughs> it wasn't his really bad mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> the real question is, why put Penn Badgley in a rugby movie? Truly. True. And then name him Lars. <laughs> no one should be called Lars. <laughs> That's a no-go. In, in what? Arizona? That's where it starts? Why? <laughs> if someone called Lars is listening to this, I apologize. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not your name. That's the problem. It's just the combination of things that make up Penn Badgley's character in this film. Not cute. Not cute. It's just, it's bad. I I want so much better for him, and I'm not. I don't think I wouldn't consider you being better for him necessarily. But at least he doesn't look <laughs> like he did in in this movie. I mean, the absence of facial hair is already like a few levels up. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and just, you know, let let his hair just be curly without, like, f- forming it into this weird mohawk situation. Just let it exist. I, I don't know. Like, they're playing rugby. It, don't, it doesn't need to be quaffed. I mean, you aren't wrong. There is no time for it to look like that. So now we're going to talk about something we all love very much, which is the secret gaze in this film. Oh, yes. And before we get too far, I'm just going to say that there's no one straight in this film, Mm -mm. except Mm -mm. for maybe Rick's dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Spot on. Even the people that they make us believe are straight, no. Mm -mm. You can't make me. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to believe it. It's a rugby movie. They're all gay. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is a PSA for Compet. Yes! (laughs) Um, So our our first gay on the list is... (laughs) The white man with dreads, um, who is also Scottish, question mark. Uh, the accent is hard no. to place. That is, is, he, is he supposed to be Irish? Jamaican accent. That is the what ja- are you yeah. talking about? It's Jamaican? Yes. No, it, it is, is not. Really bad. It is really bad. Oh, you think the dreads just came out of nowhere? Oh, my God. That's even worse. <laughs> You know, I envy the interpretation of this movie that you've had this whole time. <laughs> I cannot believe <laughs> y'all are telling me it's what's that man's name? Um, God, that the actor whose son pretends he's Jamaican all the time, Chet. Yeah, Hanks? Chet Hanks. <laughs> So you're telling me it's Chet Hanks. <laughs> Greg's is Chet Hanks. Yes. That is so big brain. <laughs> I hate it even more. Oh, we've yeah, we got his ass. Um he's definitely not straight at all. Um No, he's hanging around with that one boy the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. Him and um. Oh yeah, the boy doesn't isn't named, but they like. But they they're hang always out. together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he just he also doesn't shower, which is a thing. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you know how many gays we're gonna have in our mentions now? Just off that comment. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Y'all gotta watch this movie. And if you walk away from this movie and are convinced that that is a straight man, send us some hate mail so we can debate about it because you're wrong. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're wrong. Oh my God. There's just too much homoeroticism in this film that's just subtle and subdued, but not at all. Um... (laughs) (laughs) oh man I just yeah I don't know the whole team's gay including coach Gelwick's 
Yeah. Even though we see his wife. Don't buy it. They look like swingers. Okay. They do. They do. (laughs) And that just weird, like, cheek kiss that she gives him that he's not into. Where she's trying to comfort him after he's, like, beating himself up about Rick getting arrested again. Yeah. Yeah, that that uh, whole scene she was in, it was some like very very strange intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> TLDR, she's a beard. Sorry, good girl, Rex. It's oh, okay. <laughs> It's okay. We support you. It's all right, Coach Gullix. You do you. We love you, Larry. You're really, you're really great. Honestly, I just, you know, he really just decided, like I am, me single handedly will save every single boy in the state of Utah. <laughs> and that okay, that's another very gay trait. The fact that he had his own daddy issues and instead of fixing his own daddy issues, he went and decided to be everyone else's father. <laughs> if I can't teach these boys how to be champions in their own lives. <sighs> I don't know, Larry. <laughs> Up next on our list, um, we've got the other team captain, Q, who has his own (laughs) family, dad issues, friend issues. Um, He's just got a lot going on. He's very stressed Mm -hmm. and very angry and very pretty. And his name is Q, so that's gay. His name is Q. Yeah. I don't even remember what his... Is it Quentin is his real name? Yes. Quentin. You gotta love it. He's just... He's very... He's very... He's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, that That was always my thought whenever I saw him on screen. I was like, wow. You are gorgeous. His hair is also really nice. Like, for rugby players, like, these people have amazing hair skin nobody's missing any teeth even though one person does lose a tooth but we don't find out whose it is (laughs) yeah like nobody looks super rough and beat up all the time which is very impressive yeah given there was no padding yeah exactly like nobody broke anything i am confusion but it's okay um because we just get to look at them looking real nice (laughs) The whole film. <laughs> Which we can do since they cast like 24 year olds. To play children. Yeah. And they didn't hide it. At all. <laughs> they didn't even try. They're Mm-mm. so old. <laughs> Maybe the only person who looked like the age they were supposed to be is Kelsey from High School Musical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kelsey didn't even have a name. She was just Emily's friend, in quotes. Mm-hmm. Emily's friend who never leaves Emily's side, Mm-mm. ever, mm-hmm. no matter where they go. Mm-hmm. I would like a friend like that. Honestly, same. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. 
<laughs> a friend <laughs> who definitely had a crush, but we didn't get to talk about that. Um, Next, because... we'll find out they were roommates. Oh my god! <gasps> what if they were? They probably were. Huh? Huh? Well, they were. Mm. I guess we didn't really talk about like what school they went to. Mm-mm. So who knows what they could have been at like a boarding school or something. I don't know. I don't know what school in Utah is like. <laughs> I've never been to Utah. <laughs> if you're from Utah and you listen um, and we've grossly misrepresented your state. Come talk about it. As of today, no one from Utah listens to our show. <laughs> uh, if you tune in. <laughs> you're getting featured this week. <laughs> got one more person on our list um who's arguably the gayest <laughs> there was so much tension i'm sorry yeah <laughs> it's uh there's rick gets sent to a detention center i don't know if we mentioned that already um but there's a a kid he encounters pretty early on named joey and his friend Ernesto and they pick on Rick and they get into like one actual fight and then just like jibes here and there, you know, glances. There's some <laughs> respectful nods <laughs> toward the end, you know, when Rick <laughs> when Rick gets out early released. <laughs> yeah, you can see Joey feeling all the feelings. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's just some gazes across across the halls through windows through door frames since they don't have doors there oh yeah and when he teaches them how to play rugby out in the yard mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. really cute but also i was like hmm they're all in love with you probably i would be too <laughs> If I was in that film, I would also be a Rick Penning stan. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he really does just show up looking good and then being really good at rugby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, you know, the asshole thing is, like, annoying, but it's also a little endearing, somewhat. Mm-hmm. After you get used to it. And he figures out how to be a nicer person. Yeah. He's cute. I also would have been like, yup. Maybe so. So for our next segment, um, this was a surprise to me, even though it is literally in the beginning credits, did not pay attention. This movie is actually based on a real team. (laughs) The players are all fictionalized, but Coach Gelwicks is a real person. Larry Gelwicks, um, who founded the Highland High School rugby team in 1976. Um, Highland itself as a school opened in 1956, but the team showed up and Larry coached from 76 until 2011, which is a lot of math that I cannot do right now, but that's a long time. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm looking at the Wikipedia article. It's 27 years. 
but when you watch the movie all the way to the end um, and you actually sit through the credits, you can see a bunch of pictures from the actual rugby team, which is really cool. Um, and I think it's really it's really cool to see. I don't know. I, I wouldn't call it a biopic, but like a movie about a real team that's actually good because not every you know real life adaptation is a success I don't know how any of the Highland alum have felt about this movie I, I, I don't know I'd have to see but I think it's really great um and I think they're still playing it's sort like, of? It's like under a new name. Yes. Last I read, they're called Tribe now. T-R-Y-B-E. Oh. Hmm. Um, yes, because they wanted to have the word try in there. Hmm. Okay. I guess. <laughs> um, allegedly. Well, I don't know why I'm saying allegedly, because this is what the real Larry Gelwick said. He was <laughs> called into the um, Mormon mission field. And I believe he went to California. And so he couldn't coach the team anymore. And his assistant coach claims that Larry Gullix thought no one else could run his team. So he just disbanded the entire team, um, which I think is hilarious. That's really funny. (laughs) So dramatic. (laughs) He claims that he found another coach for the team and set up a whole bunch of funding for it, and then the coach um, quit before the season started. But no Dang. one else said oh. that. So I don't... Who is to say? Yikes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at, um, like, a list of Highland Rugby alumni, and there's a, actually a lot of NFL players. <laughs> um mm-hmm. Some NBA people, somebody who went to the Olympics, somebody who ran for president in 2012, who was also the governor of Utah. Who? John M. Huntsman Jr. Okay, I don't know who that is. Um, he's governor of Utah from 2005 to 2009. I don't know any much else about him, but he he played for this team. <laughs> Um, which is, yeah, it's wild. I, I think it's kind of cool to come from a legacy like that. Although, you know, I have feelings about the Mormons bringing back the Hakka and other forms of Samoan Uh, culture. uh, (laughs) Um, which is a big part of this film. Uh, the Haka is huge in this movie. Uh, and there are Samoan people in the film and on the team. But still, um, this is a high school team in Utah. So, you know. It's a little dodgy. Yeah, there's just a little bit, you know, white people doing the Haka is not really something that they should be doing, but... It's great scenes. 
So if you have not picked up on it already, we are all obsessed with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. Just a little bit. Tab. And you are probably wondering, why do we love this movie so much? What is so good about it? How did we pick this movie and suddenly base a lot of our personality around it? Not really, but we are really obsessed with it. <laughs> I think a lot of our personality is based off of that one Zoom moment towards the end. <laughs> Absolutely. It oh, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> if you haven't watched Forever Strong and you're still on the fence about watching it, um, please skip to like the last 10 minutes and just watch until you see a dramatic camera turn and slight zoom in onto Rick's father's face. As one tear rolls down. <laughs> <laughs> Cinematic gold. Oh, man. Neil McDonough is like really good at that single aesthetic tear and... <laughs> he delivered every time the whole movie's also sepia tinted um because yeah. <laughs> that's what arizona looks like apparently <laughs> i don't know if you're from arizona and you beg to differ let us know no one from arizona listens to this podcast tune in your shout out yeah <laughs> A big, a big portion of why we love this movie is we've already talked about him a bit, but it is Rick Penning himself, um, who Kaya told us before we started recording um, is kind of a real person, which is cool. Not kind of, he is. Um, just not with that name. <laughs> not with that name. Uh, Rick Penning is fictional, but the story is true. Um, you know, someone who played for Flagstaff team in Arizona, who in some way or another, because we don't, I don't know if the drunk driving part is real, um, but, you know, somehow gets sent to juvie and gets to play for Highland and then has to play against his team. Um, which they made even more dramatic in the movie by making his father <laughs> the coach who was also a former Highland player. There's a lot of layers. Um, and yeah, Rick's just, I mean, he's very cute. That's not the only thing, but like, I think he just, as a character, you really learn to care about him. Oh, yeah. Like, his whole self-discovery journey that happens over the movie is lovely. It's so entertaining, and you're just rooting for him the whole time. Yeah. And, like, you know he's eventually going to straighten up. So, like, you can put up with him being the worst for a little bit. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like, when he, like, gets all sad because of Kurt, and he's doing his little running up and down the hospital stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Or when he's going to go out to the game and he's like, but I don't know the haka. And they write it on him in expo marker. <laughs> and it somehow stays on. The whole game. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the sweat. <laughs> expo markers are notoriously famous for drying out. And yet they drew a whole tattoo and wrote out the entire haka. 
Um, he's just, yeah, he's really great. And he does not start out great at all. Um, you love to hate him for about 40 minutes. And then his friend dies. And he just really comes into his own, like he figures out who he is as every, you know, coming of age movie is designed to do. Um, but it's really nice to just watch that journey. I love when he fesses up to coach Gelwick's about the drugs that Lars and Marty have sent him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets <laughs> suspended and he's the, He's not an assistant coach, but he acts like it. he's a team captain, but has somehow become assistant assistant coach um, and is single-handedly providing morale on the sideline. <laughs> so cute. So cute. He's losing his mind in those sunglasses. <laughs> Sprinting up and down the sidelines. Like he's uh. just, I, I love, I love him. Um, small baby the scene where he stands up to his dad when he comes back home which you know is not I don't promote getting your children arrested but the line was funny and it was very well delivered (laughs) we do not support the carceral system PSA (laughs) but this was also 2008 (laughs) so you know it happens um but you know rick rick um stands up to his dad and tells him you know if you don't if you don't like what i'm doing have me arrested and then walks away and it's like wow he did that and then he does get arrested um which is not his fault at all Uh -uh. it's um pen badgley's fault which, where did they get... I don't even know what drugs they were supposed to be. So, like, some kind of pill. I'm assuming it was more Vicodin. Ah. Because mm. that's what was in the ball they sent him. It was Vicodin? Yeah. Oh, my God. How was he playing rugby on Vicodin? <laughs> did you watch this movie? I didn't know it was Vicodin. They say it's Vicodin. They did? They do. <laughs> I am convinced you watched a completely different movie. No, I watched, I think it was because this time I wasn't able to watch with subtitles. And I truly don't know what's going on in the movie sometimes <laughs> if I'm not also watching the subtitles and YouTube's closed captioning is terrible. Um, it's really bad. So I think, yeah. Put it back on Netflix and maybe I'll retain it better. <laughs> Um, we've also got um, this movie isn't a Mormon movie but there are Mormons in the movie Um, even though they aren't really explicitly stated as Mormons but you know that they are Mormons Um, I mean Larry Gelwicks is a Mormon in real life Um, and it's like there are subtle nods to Mormonism. Um, and the way that it's done in this film is like lessons that 
you should be teaching high school kids anyway. You know, mm-hmm. like don't drink, don't do drugs, don't put yourself in danger, don't put your friends or your teammates in danger. Um, and it's like drilled into these kids to the point where they can't even do anything without feeling guilty <laughs> and yeah. immediately running to Coach Calvix. <laughs> Um, which, you know, it's an, it's an honor system that he's designed by using Mormon principles, which, you know, Hey, for this movie, it works. And like, there's even like Gelwick's focus on all of that community engagement Mm -hmm. and how that's like a very important part of their practices. And like, even as they're like team building as a whole for the team, which I mean, which is solid. Yeah. Like, I love that. I love that it almost looks like every other practice, they're, like, out fixing someone's lawn or they're, like, reading to kids in the hospital. And it's endearing. Yeah. It is. It's a really wholesome film, which I did not expect at all going into it. Mm-mm. There's also uh, Jackie's favorite <laughs> Samwise Samwise Gamgee (laughs) yeah um, for those of you who have not seen the movie um, the dude that I I guess he, he doesn't really like run the home that Rick is sent to when he's in juvie Um, but he's kind of like a counselor there Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like one of Rick's many mentors over the course of the movie but he is played by none other than my fave sean astin who is a very good wholesome soft man (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's a really great addition to the film especially in like rick's early early days because he very quickly like lets rick know you know hey you aren't the first person to get sent here and hate it. You will not be the last. I was one of you. Literally. Mm. I had the room that you're in right now. (laughs) Um, And just like, he's the one that recommends Rick to Highland. Like he, he's really instrumental in helping Rick figure out the type of person he wants to be. Mm Mm-hmm on his own while also nudging him yeah. every now and then very gently. Although sometimes not so gently. <laughs> he does kick his ass a little. <laughs> <laughs> Which he needs. That boy really needed it. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, Samwise Gamgee is in another slightly religious movie called Mom's Night Out that I have not made you guys watch, but you should because it's a hoot and holler. <laughs> It already sounds like a time. It is now on my list. (laughs) (laughs) I would do anything for Sean Astin. (laughs) Let it be known. And then the last thing that we've got on our list that we love about this film, um, which we kind of touched on a little, is it's it's just, it's really wholesome. Especially Mm -hmm. for a movie about a men's rugby team. Like... Just the, like, the bond that that team has is so, it's so cute. 
this is like one of the few movies out there where I can like actually enjoy watching a bunch of dudes like run around and like have a good time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because it's wholesome, because they're nice. It's adorable. It is so cute. No, they really are so precious and all of their antics are generally harmless, mm-hmm. but also hilarious. Like the time they pretend that um, Griggsy's boyfriend is um, a slightly dead body in a duffel bag yeah. <laughs> to scare to other scare people old at the people. hotel. <laughs> yeah, to freak out old people as they're checking into their rooms, trying to mind their own business. <laughs> as they're at a championship, which is like on par with high school antics, you know, like... I definitely remember um, like whenever we would have dance competitions out of state or we would go like on a dance trip or something like we would also, you know, just raise hell around the hotel, but like harmless, Mm -hmm. you know, like although playing ding dong ditch in a hotel is not that harmless, but you know, we did it and it was fun. Ah. Um, (laughs) hey on like one of my theater competition trips we threw ice cubes at the people in the pool below us from the balcony so y'all are exposing yourselves for free couldn't be me please redact that (laughs) not ice cubes oh yeah we absolutely Absolutely. And then we would hide because the balconies weren't open. Like they were kind of like blocked off. So you could like sit below the rail and they wouldn't see you. Oh my God. It was horrible. We didn't hit anybody. We were just annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's, that's really funny. Like I wouldn't have wanted to be the people in the pool, but um, I think that's hilarious. At Model UN, all I did was hog the business center. Period. Love that. <laughs> Love that for you. I was busy being stressed and feeling like a 45-year-old woman. Okay, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> it's not what you deserved. It's <laughs> wearing skirt suits. Ooh, Ooh. A power move. Yeah, we're definitely redacting this. <laughs> <laughs> We'll save it for the cringe comp we make later. Yes! <laughs> so, as much as we love this movie, and we do love this movie, we have a singular grievance that we have labeled severe <laughs> um, regarding this film. And that is truly, in its entirety, the character Griggsy, <laughs> who yeah. we have talked about on and off throughout this episode uh but Gregsy is a white man mm. with a jamaican accent a volkswagen bus and like long red dreadlocks that that are very obviously a wig um, <laughs> <laughs> and a bad wig at that that is the worst wig I've ever seen. <laughs> I just—it's so painful to experience, and nothing makes it better. Like he tries to pull it back into a ponytail, 
doesn't work. He also doesn't wear the ponytail when he's in formal wear. Like he just has his dreads just like out and free. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> So they don't police your hair when you go to formal events. Hmm. Interesting. Sounds about white to me. Also, if he's supposed to be Jamaican, which I still feel like is fake, why is he in Utah? Okay, no one said he was supposed to be Jamaican. He is doing a Jamaican accent. He's not supposed to have dreads either. I just don't understand why he's in this movie. <laughs> like, who? when they wrote the script, they said, hmm, you know what we need? <laughs> One, a kid that doesn't shower until the season's finished. Two, make him put on a Jamaican accent just because and wear dreads. Yeah, it was like they knew they needed to have comedic relief, but then they proceeded to decide that the comedic relief of the movie needed to look like that. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, okay, Um, I disagree, but... (laughs) (laughs) Severely. Yeah, severely. Uh, But all right, I guess. (laughs) Unlike truly what's almost as bad as the dread wig is the fact that he lives even though Kurt dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, frankly, he didn't want to pull over to help those black people in the first place. Exactly. He didn't. So clock that, everybody. <laughs> Remember that. You're wondering how deep the racism goes. <laughs> it goes pretty deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also, like tells those kids completely like unprompted you know don't play soccer don't play any sport that you could be interested in uh because rugby is for men yeah (laughs) you get a flat tire you're hanging out <laughs> some random people are coming to like fix your tire and then a white man in dreads comes up and then gives you a rugby ball and then you have to cope with it <laughs> like okay yeah like if, if the trauma of watching someone hit be hit by a car in front of you is not enough <laughs> you also have Grigsy in that scene forever in your memory and i know that he stank too so like you got to deal with that on top of witnessing a traumatic accident on top of you already had a flat tire so like who knows how long they've been stranded they're probably hungry tired like I definitely remember days back when my parents would get stranded and it felt like it dragged on forever so then you got this random man coming up to you (laughs) here take my rugby ball Okay, like, that little kid, the rugby ball is almost as big as that little kid's head. Like, what were they going to do with that? And why didn't you, I don't know, help with the car? Yeah. (laughs) Because he didn't want to help. 
God. I... <laughs> he didn't want to be there. Oh, he just wanted to perpetuate Mormon colonialism. Oh. <laughs> you know, Griggs, we don't hate you. We just think out of all the people that had to go, Kurt could have stayed over you. I wouldn't have been that sad had he died. Frankly, Grixie could have died replacing no one just because. Yeah. 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 And at the same time, I don't think anybody on the team would have been sad that Grixie was gone. Like, the best scene that he's in is when they make him bathe at the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. I do wish he were, like, actually Scottish. Um, Me too. Because yeah. that was what I thought he was in my brain. Um, but that's just also proof that the accent's bad. Which we already knew. Um but, you know, it's just... This just really confirms it. Chet Hanks should not be doing a better Jamaican accent. <laughs> and his is not good. <laughs> <laughs> it is about that time for our Michelin star segment. if you haven't listened to an episode of the podcast before we use the michelin star rating system which is usually reserved for restaurants uh, but it works great for this too it's on a one to three rating system a one star restaurant being one that has high quality cooking that's worth a stop two stars is one that has excellent cooking and is worth a detour And three stars is one that has exceptional cuisine and is worth a special journey. We've decided to give Forever Strong a drumroll, please. (laughs) A three! Woo! Which it deserves, aside from Griggs. Um... <laughs> yeah, this three is not for Griggs, it's for everyone else. <laughs> it truly is such a good movie. Like it makes me it makes me feel good once I'm done. You're invested the whole way through. It's not too long that you get bored. I think it's very well paced. It is guaranteed to, like, always fire me up, regardless of how many times I watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, it, it's a feel-good movie, even if you do feel really bad and sad when Kurt dies and when everything else happens. Like, it's still, I don't know, it's still just so enjoyable that it makes you feel good, you know? I mean, it's good. It takes you on a journey. Like, it lets you feel all the things. You get to witness a redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Penn Badgley's mm-hmm. bad hair loses in the end. I mean, like, <laughs> truly, apart from Griggs, no notes. Yeah, really, no notes. What more could you ask for, honestly? Because there are even non-white people on the rugby team, which you would expect them to there to not be. Yeah, but this movie is not as white as um, the title and 
sepia tonedness make it seem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the Samoan characters actually speak. Uh, they're the ones who, for the most part, except for the scene at the end where Rick does it, but they are the ones leading the haka. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's a really good movie, especially for the time. If you want to reference, Breaking Bad started airing in 2008. And um, <laughs> you've heard our thoughts on that, hopefully. Uh, hopefully, you've, you've listened to the Breaking Bad episodes. And you, you know, uh, Breaking Bad did, did, did not get three stars. Uh, so <laughs> Breaking Bad could not touch the hem of Forever Strong's garment <laughs> at all. And that is that on that. Period. <laughs> Alrighty, it is that time. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in this week. If you really enjoyed listening, you should subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and follow us on our socials. Um, at the watchlist bu1 on both twitter and instagram um if you have any thoughts on this episode that you like to share or if you hated anything that we said and have really strong opinions um (laughs) you should drop us a voice message on our website which is in all of it's like linked in our bios everywhere go find it on our next episode we'll be covering feel good which is available to watch on netflix We'll see you in a couple weeks and don't forget to do the reading.